Today on Bridges. In that season of suffering, when life hurts, through that season of suffering and after that season of suffering, even though I may not know why that came about, I can tell you that I've come through with more faith. I've come through with more compassion. So when life hurts, we remember these small troubles will not last forever. This is just a moment in time and that the glory that is being produced will far outweigh you all. We are going to receive far more than whatever angst we're going through when life hurts. started out today on Bridges, I'm going to share with you a message on when life hurts. And so as we open up that conversation, I want to share with you a prayer request that I got several years ago. And yes, I do have the person's permission to share this with you. And uh, I've changed the name as I always do to protect the innocent, the not so innocent, and for just for redemption. But this woman will just call Frida, and she wrote to me some years ago her prayer request, and she said, Dear Monica, after 16 years of marriage, my husband wants out. He met another woman online. To make matters worse, my husband is a pastor. My heart is broken, and I am afraid for our children. I'm afraid for myself and our congregation. Please pray. And so I'm just calling her Frida for purpose of this, but as we talk about when life hurts, I think obviously this person is in a very hurting situation. And all of us, if we're not today, we have been in the past or we will be in the future in a situation where life hurts. And in this situation and in so many others, especially in the believer's life, we have the thought sometimes, why the suffering? As I got to know this woman and as we talked in email over the years and we still keep in contact now, you know, you do wonder. People serve the Lord. They're faithful. This woman, I'm, I'm sure she wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. But she wanted her marriage. She wanted her children to have both parents. You know, she wanted their church to work out. Why the needless suffering? And I, I think the first thing that, you know, I want to say honestly and that I think also the Bible doesn't explain why all suffering happens. We just know that suffering happens. And so some people say, well, why would God let a Christian suffer? You know, I think as I understand it from the Bible that suffering is a part of the fallen world. Suffering wasn't God's idea. He didn't put us here to make us suffer. But because sin has entered the world, we live in a fallen world and suffering happens. So what we need to understand is that when life hurts, God is still with us. And this woman's life, and, you know, I'm just calling her Frida, um, as much as her heart was broken over what happened, I'm happy to tell you she continued to serve the Lord. Her boys continued to serve the Lord. It's a different life than what they had hoped and what they had prayed, but she's still glad to be on planet Earth. She still gets a lot of joy out of her two children, and she still has... God still has plans to give her a hope and a future. So when we talk about when life hurts, I want to say, you know, there are no easy pat answers in any of this. There's not a scripture that I could give you or that you could read in the Bible or anywhere that would just like make it all go away, right? 
when life hurts, it hurts. So there's scripture that will give us truth, that will point us in the right direction, that course corrects us because all scripture is God breathed. It's God's infallible word. His word does not alleviate all pain and loss. Sometimes we still go through those things. So we need to understand that today as we look at when life hurts. And so I want to say to all of you that are watching and to you that are here today, if you're going through a tough when life hurts season, you know, we'll talk about some scriptures today. I'll put those things up on the website so that we can go back. Scripture helps us through things. God's word says that he's close to the brokenhearted and that he's crushed in spirit. I think that it has to really pain and grieve, grieve God's heart when people say, well, you must have done something to cause the suffering. There must be some sin in your life. You're the bad person. Here's the thing. We've all sinned, right? We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. If we got exactly what our actions deserved, none of us would be here, I dare say. So to start pointing at people and saying, you caused this, this, we just, we simply, we don't know the answers to all of that. Only God knows all. And yet still he's so good and he's so kind and he's so faithful that when life hurts, he offers us so many things from his word. He gives us promises, and we'll talk about some of those promises today. He gives us purpose in our pain, and he helps us to develop patience and perspective. And those are the things that we have to lean into when life hurts because we can get caught up in the trap of, well, why did this happen? Okay, sometimes we don't know. I've talked to people that seems like just about everything they've gone through, they have a reason for why that happened and what God promised them and how, you know, this happened and that happened. I just want to say to you, there have been many heartbreaks that I've gone through that God never told me why they happened. I've leaned on his word. I've leaned on good Christian friends. I've gone to good Christian counseling. Like I've done all of that, but it's not like he's ever told me you know, in a paragraph form, written, verbal, or in my heart. Well, here, Monica, this is what you're going through, and here's the reason why. And I used to uh, feel very insecure about that because when I listened to other Christians, I would think well, there must be something that I'm doing wrong because everybody else is getting all these answers, and I'm just over here one step at a time by faith, one tear at a time by faith, just trusting the Lord. So I say that to any of you who might be in a tough season and you're like, life hurts. God doesn't always explain the ins and outs of everything, but despite that, we can trust him. Despite that, we have his promises that he's never going to leave us and he's never going to forsake us. And everything that goes on, we, we just don't get an explanation for. But I want us to look at God promises to help. So when life hurts, remember that God promises to help. And I'm going to read Hebrews 2 and verse 18. And it says there, since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are suffering and being tested. Isn't that wonderful? That he's been there? He understands this? You know, have you ever talked to somebody who like just, they are clueless about what you're talking about? They have no idea whatsoever. They may be a very nice, caring person all of that good stuff, but isn't it helpful when you talk to somebody who's been there? So when life hurts, isn't it good to be able to have a Savior who has suffered 
a Savior who himself has been tested and came through perfect and obedient, it brings me a lot of comfort when I talk to Jesus that he understands. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to feel afraid. He knows what it's like to be in uncomfortable situations. Just read the Gospels. Even when he went to the temple, he faced uncomfortable situations. On the street, when he's healing people and doing wonderful miracles and works of God, people are questioning his authority. They're telling him, you must be, you know, of the devil. Can you imagine to tell the Son of God, the Word of God, that he's the devil? Like, how silly. And yet he had to face that. He suffered. And so when life hurts, when we explain to him our brokenness and the amount of our suffering, he understands. He gets it. Some of us are tempted when we pray or when we talk to God to make everything all really flowery, you know? And if you want to do the flowery thing, he'll listen. But we can talk to him while we're crying. We can talk to him without saying a word. Sometimes it's just been so bad, I've just sat in a chair and I'm just like, God, it's just so bad, life hurts. And I don't try to explain, but I still love you anyway, and I trust you. Sometimes life just hurts. And he's my savior, right? He's my elder brother, my advocate, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. And he is more than enough. And I can just sit there and just allow his presence to bring me comfort. Even as I read to you Frida's story, her life was hurting. She allowed the promises of God to bring her comfort. Do you notice here in the scripture as it talks about, well, he's gone through suffering and he's gone through testing and that he's able to help us, that there's like no mention of condemnation or blame there? We're harder sometimes on ourselves and other people than he is. I don't know what that's all about, but take great comfort. If you're in a tough season, if you're in a place that life really hurts, he understands. He suffered, he's been tested, he understands. The Bible says he's known every infirmity and he came through perfect. You all, that's such comfort. There have been times that I've talked to people and I know that they don't understand and I've come to the place that I no longer expect people to understand. If they do, that's a bonus. If they don't, it's okay because I have a Savior who understands and I can talk to him I can sit in his presence. I can just trust that he's working. And so we're all going to come to a place when life hurts. And he's going to see us through because that's who he is. And the next thing that we need to understand about purpose is that there is purpose in our suffering. We don't just suffer for no good reason. It's not like things just happen just so that we can suffer and be miserable. When we trust Christ as Savior, he works out his purpose in our lives. Hebrews 2 and verse 10 says, God, for whom and through everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. Now think about that. It was only right that he should make Jesus 
through his suffering, a perfect leader, the Son of God, who willingly elected, right? He willingly accepted the mission to come to earth, to be born as a baby, to walk this earth as a man, to go to the cross, to die on the cross, to be buried, to be resurrected, to ascend to the right hand of the Father, that God thought it was only right through his suffering to make him a perfect leader. So there's purpose in suffering. In the suffering of Jesus, he became the perfect leader. God worked in those times of suffering. Now, I don't know that this should make us like all exceedingly abundantly happy about suffering, really. You know, when I get brokenhearted, I don't know that I go, yes, another day to cry and be broken, right? I don't know that I do that because I usually just want it to go away. And sometimes, honestly, I just wish it didn't have to be this way. Like, I wish we could learn some other way. But God knows what he's doing, and I don't. <laughs> so I accept that in my life, he's working his purposes in my suffering. Haven't you all become more compassionate people as a result of suffering? And isn't that important in life? I know definitely there were a few things that have happened in my life that I would have just told you 20 years ago that will never happen to me. Yeah, well, it did. <laughs> and I didn't like it. But you know what? In that season of suffering, when life hurts, through that season of suffering and after that season of suffering, even though I may not know why that came about, I can tell you that I've come through with more faith. I've come through with more compassion. My understanding of God is enlarged because I'm able to see that, you know, he's got this, right? He's got that. He's got us. He's got this. He's got that. He's got the other thing. Like, he's got it all. And we need those reminders because we tend to be a forgetful people. Remember, the Bible says that we're like sheep. <laughs> And sheep are forgetful. We have to be reminded. So sometimes that big heartbreak or that when life hurts season comes to us. And like I said, I don't always like get real excited about it, but at least I'm at the place now that I can say, okay, you've gone through suffering and tested, and so you can understand where I'm coming from, and you can work your purposes out in my heart, because I know that this might be a shocker too, because sometimes we think that, Christianity is just all about us being happy, right? And having these great little circumstances and happy, healthy children and happy, healthy house and happy, healthy job. You know, whatever that looks like, whatever our vision is. And we sort of sometimes judge our Christianity and like how we're doing with God by those things. And so if you've been doing that, I'm sure you're quite disappointed because it's usually not like that, right? We're trusting him in the midst of situations where there's uncertainty, we're trusting him in the midst of situations where we're heartbroken, where maybe there's concern about things, and yet Jesus was made perfect by his suffering. He's made the perfect leader by his suffering because he had gone through. He, had, he, he is a proven leader. Think about that. The Son of God 
God worked in his life through suffering. So if he can work in Jesus' life, can he not work in our life? Can we not trust him with the suffering of our hearts? And I also think, you all, that we don't always see the final yield or the final net on all of that suffering. I may come through that season and say, well, you know, I have more compassion now. I have more faith. You all, we won't even know till we get to heaven all that happened. We will not even know. I may think, well, you know, I'm more compassionate. I'm a kinder person. I have more faith. I may find out things when I get to the other side that I haven't even thought about yet. We can take great comfort in the fact that he says the suffering of this present world isn't even worthy to be compared to what's ahead of us. So don't just get stuck in when life hurts. And let's not get stuck in the here and now because this is not all there is. Like if this is all there is, I mean, some of it is nice, right? Some of it's just not. The alarm clock, not so nice. Sometimes do you ever wake up and look at the alarm clock just to see how much more time you have to sleep? I can tell you that sometimes getting up at 5 o'clock every morning just gets old. It's like, I have to keep getting up early? Yeah, well, I've got things to do. But you all, this is not all there is. Life is not always going to be laundry, responsibilities, paying your bills, driving the car, putting gas in the car, shopping for a car. You know, right? I remember like when I first got married, it was so fun to go grocery shopping. That was like, I felt like such an adult, you know, pushing the cart, you make choices, you put in it. Now I'm just like, okay, so can we order that online? Is there some way to avoid this? But this is not all there is in life. So if you're in a, in a tough season, take heart. The next thing is that we learn patience in our suffering. Yay, patience, right? Look at Romans 5, starting with verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hopeth, hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Patience. We learn when life hurts that everything doesn't happen right now in this second. And we learn patience to trust God, to wait on him, to do what we cannot do for ourselves. And the whole point of this journey is that the character of Christ is formed in us. The whole point of this journey is not just what happens on social media. It's not just having a perfectly organized closet. And I'm glad about that because right now my closet's not organized. But have you ever noticed how on social media everybody's closets seem to be really organized? They have gourmet meals. The food is nicely plated. All of their children are on the honor roll. <laughs> Everybody has all this scripture memorized, and families look so happy. They've got 
holiday decorations up four weeks early, right? And I'm putting the tree up the day before, <laughs> and I'm looking for the decorations. I'm like, Joe, no, so where did we put this last year? And he says, I don't know. <laughs> so we have to understand that we learn patience in suffering, and patience is critical. It is essential to the believer's life. And when we learn that God is patient with us, we're able to extend patience to other people. We're able to understand that just as God is patient with us, he's patient with other people. I love that scripture that says, God is not slack concerning his promise. It's that he's patient. He's patiently waiting for people to come to salvation. Aren't we glad he's been patiently waiting? I'm really glad he patiently waited for me. And I'm really happy that he's patiently waiting for everybody, for whosoever will he accepts. That's good news. And so when we pray for our families, and there may be people that cause us pain and suffering, there may be a prodigal that you have been praying for that seems like forever. We can wait patiently because he waited patiently for us. And in our suffering and in our pain of wanting that relationship with that family member or wanting them to be restored or whatever that situation is, we learn this thing called patience and we learn to trust on him. I can remember for my parents, and I thank God that they're Christians now and get up and do devotions every day. I prayed for 25 years. So yes, there were times I was disappointed. There were times I was frustrated. There were times that I thought, when, God, when? There were times that I looked at other people's families and like their whole family was there. And I was a teenager and I was going to church by myself and I so wanted my parents to be with me. But you know what? This past holiday season, we all went to church together. And that family that I had prayed for for so long, we all sat there together. We learn patience in suffering. I prayed, I waited, I suffered, and praise God. So if you're praying for prodigals, strained relationships, all the things that happen, life in a fallen world, take heart. When life hurts, we develop patience in suffering if we will dare to trust him. So dare to trust him. He's worth it. He doesn't work on our timetable. He's God and we're not. Right? Because I, I can't tell I just would, would like everything right now. <laughs> but he works in our lives. And so if you're praying for prodigals, I encourage you, we will have tools and resources up on the website just to help you so that you can stay encouraged in the middle of when life hurts. And then to all understand that we also learn perspective in suffering. Perspective is essential to Christian living. Look with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians 4, and I'll start in verse 16. And it says there, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small. Let's just stop there. For our present troubles are small. Amen. Doesn't that seem odd? Because don't they seem big? 
Our present troubles are small. It's like, God, are you serious? Because like these seem some really big problems. And they won't last very long. Hallelujah. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So don't look at the troubles we can see now, but rather fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. You all, this is like the best news that I've had all day. So when life hurts, we remember these small troubles will not last forever. This is just a moment in time and that the glory that is being produced will far outweigh you all. We are going to receive far more than whatever angst we're going through when life hurts. And I don't say that to dismiss or to diminish what people are going through. This is what scripture says. This is what scripture says. And so that perspective that this is just a moment in time and that what's coming is good and it's going to last forever. So I don't know how long forever is, but it's like a really long time, right? (laughs) Forever. So when life hurts, like we can understand that God promises to never leave us. He promises to never forsake us. He says that we can come to him boldly for mercy and grace when we need it. So when life hurts, come to him boldly, believe his promises. He may not explain why. He may not explain when the trial is going to be over. Because I think if he did, like it wouldn't really be a trial, right? It's a trial because we don't know the end date. And it's hard because we don't know the end date. Like if you told me that the things I'm praying about right now will all be over in two weeks, woohoo, right? But we don't know the end date. We just know that he said, And that God's purpose is that he is perfecting everything that concerns us, that he is, if we yield to him, he is growing the character of Christ in us. And remember, that's the whole point of this journey. It's not just to be happy and make great social media posts. Like, that's not it. (laughs) And that he's patient with us so we can be patient with other people. And that his perspective, that this is, our problems are small. Think about that. The world problems that are going on right now, and he says that those things are small. And that when when we trust him, he is achieving a greater purpose and a glory that we haven't even begun to understand. This is encouragement when life hurts. Sit down and think about it for a while. And refresh ourselves. Because I don't know, I know that when I have these big problems and I think about them, don't they just grow bigger? Like the more I think about it, the harder it gets. But the more that I think about, man, this is a small problem. And this is achieving a greater glory than what I've ever imagined. We don't know what heaven is like, but it's going to be wonderful. And heaven is going to last forever. Like there are not going to be bills there. Is that not good news? We won't be deciding what we need to wear that day. We don't have to worry about who we have to say no to, right? It's going to be wonderful. And the glory that's revealed is going to be greater than we've ever imagined. So I want to encourage you as we're out of time today that even in the midst of what is profound suffering on this side of earth, we can all trust God to perfect everything that concerns us. 
can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number. Don't give in. God's Word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it. Visit MonicaSchmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.